So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Здрасте, дорогие слушатели! Uh, I am your co-host, Andrew Jordan. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Apples of Heaven's yeah. podcast. <laughs> Today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about language learning, so I wanted to use a little bit of my language for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited to have you here with us. Thank you for joining with us, for, uh, joining us for another episode. Yeah, thanks for being here. Today we're super excited to welcome Alexandra. Um, on this podcast, do you want us to call you Alexandra or Alexandra? Whichever, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Alexandra Sergeyevna. Yeah, that's fine as well. Okay. So she's a professor here at BYU, and she's actually my Russian professor, so I'm really excited to have her on to talk to you guys a lot about language learning and teaching your kids another language. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for being here. All right. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more? Sure. So my name is Alexandra Brados. Um, that's, the last name is actually Swedish, but my maiden name is Gordienko, if that. You know, it's important, maybe not. Uh, that's Ukrainian, so I'm oh, okay. half Ukrainian, half Russian. Um, As are a lot of people from that part yeah, of the world, yeah. absolutely. Um, I am an adjunct faculty here at BYU, um, teaching all sorts of courses, uh, language courses, literature courses, um, culture courses, Russian choir. So, um Yes. This is my first time hearing you speak English, actually. Oh, good. And I'm, I'm blown away <laughs> no, by no your way. accent. That was amazing. <laughs> that's interesting. I wish yeah. my accent was, like, even almost as good as yours as English. That's no, pretty that's impressive. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I have, we have two daughters, my husband and I, um, age 7 and 11, um, Yuli and Bella. What else? That's probably it. So yeah. where are you from? I am from Vladivostok, which is right okay. next to China and Korea. China is just four hours away on the bus from us. It's really, really close. Um, Japan is right across the Japan Sea. So yeah, far east of Russia. Definitely far from Moscow and St. Petersburg. So yeah. Wow. So what brought you here to America? Um, Going to school. Going to BYU. Yeah. So I I came here, let's see, 14, 15 years ago, probably right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. to, To go to BYU, to go to school and you know, then later met my future husband, got married. The rest is history, I guess. Yeah. So awesome. how did you meet him? He actually um, went to U of U. So okay. we, mm. we were set up on a... Which the University date. of Utah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah University yeah. of Utah, which I think it's important to know that they're kind of rival yeah. universities. <laughs> so yeah, every time people talk about, you know, ask about our background I say yeah we we usually have problems in our marriage once a year when BYU plays, <laughs> plays to you yeah. but of course it's a joke but yeah, yeah that's kind of what we that's like funny. to say yeah. so is he Swedish then or is he, he is of Swedish descent okay. so he he was born here but his family his whole family came from okay. from Sweden yeah cool. yeah really it's cool. kind of nice I like it you know when first when I met him and I was talking on the phone with my grandma she said, how could you? You know, the Swedes, you know, they have been our enemies for the longest time, you know, and I'm like... The, the, the Russians last haven't spotted the Swedes since, like, Peter the Great, Exactly, right? that's what I, exactly what I told her. I said, really, Grandma? Like, it's, you know, how many centuries are we talking about? But, yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> well, thank you. So, should we move into our Poe Buddies Nerfict? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so I think... Emily has ours for today, right? 
Yes. Yep. Okay. So, um, we're getting ready to move, like, tomorrow. But, um, so we've been, like, packing and, like, things have been crazy. The apartment's a mess. Um, and so the keys weren't in their normal place. And so I didn't think to grab them on the way out the door. And we, both of us were leaving the house at the same time. And apparently Andrew asked me if I had the keys. And I didn't hear him, but apparently I answered yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it at all. But uh, we left the keys, locked the door, and we made it down to the car in the parking lot of our apartment complex. And we're like, well, we don't have the keys. And it was a Saturday. It's a Saturday. And, and so the, the office was closed. Yeah, the office is closed. And if the office is closed, you have to call the police to come and unlock yeah, your the door. Yeah, the campus police. We had to call so, them. Yeah, we called the police. And it was just, it felt so silly. And, well, and it was freezing. Oh, it was so cold. And the kids were, like, in the car. And we're trying to, like warm them up and like entertain them and draw little pictures on the windows with our like breath and stuff mm-hmm. um just to keep them entertained while we waited and waited and waited in the cold for the police to come and help us out and they finally came yeah but it was just really it, took a, it was, like, was like 35 minutes so really like they have better things to do than to come and save us from our locked apartment so yep. so yeah it happens yep your kids are brave to move so, so <laughs> yeah. close to the finals and everything yeah yep. no Christmas. Okay, mm. Alexandra Sergeyevna, do you have? Do I a... have an embarrassing moment? Is that okay if it's a, yeah. a language oh, one? Totally. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if you can explain it in a way that's funny to somebody who doesn't understand Russian. Yeah, no, yeah. it's actually it happened in in English. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. so that, yeah, and okay. it was it was a funny moment. It was an um, embarrassing moment, but it was also a humbling moment for me. You know, mm-hmm. which is like the experience of any language learner. Yes, yeah. exactly. And moments. which is which is great. You know, I think we need to have those kind of embarrassing moments to remind ourselves that we're not perfect. That mm-hmm. it's great to just constantly, you know, for any language to be a work in progress, including yeah. our native language. So I remember. Um, it happened, I was talking to somebody, and I think it was about, like, the Syrian conflict or something, you know, a complex topic, we, we talked for about 20 minutes, and this person had no idea that English was not my native language, you know, and I, and I was like, okay, that's so great, <laughs> because to me, yeah. it's important, especially with pronunciation, with dialects, you know, I constantly try to work on it, and for me, it's important, so mm-hmm. when this person had no idea, I thought, okay, that's great, you know, that means I can keep working, and wonderful you know I'm getting hopefully to my goal um, and then that same night I I stopped by um, a gas station to fill up my gas and so I walk in all I said was hi or hello and this person turns around and looks at me and says where are you from and I thought oh my <laughs> goodness seriously like I just spent I had just spent 20 minutes speaking <laughs> to this person and they had no idea and all I said was you know a two one silver word and this person that just asked crazy. me where I was from. Yeah, so I, I kind of laughed laughed at that in the same time. I was like, okay, this yeah. is a good humbling experience. But it, it hurts. Yeah. It's like a dagger. Like, yeah. You're, like, you're like yeah. working so hard and perfecting your accents. Because like, I feel like once you get to a certain point in your language learning, perfecting accents becomes like something yeah. you really, really focus on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's throughout the whole process, but like you get to a point, especially in your situation where your your language is so good, uh-huh. and you're like trying to like tighten the all the last screws. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and to have that, like when somebody asks that, and you, and you can tell that they they figured out that you uh, have an accent. It's After like, hello, I'm like, how many, how many, how many times in my life, you know, have I said that word? So yeah. it's interesting. And I thought, you know, because I, I mean, I work on different dialects all the time because you know they fascinate me. Mm-hmm. But 
I didn't say it in any other particular dialect. I said it in the way I normally say, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that they kind of caught on that. What's your favorite yeah. dialect? So, yeah, I was just gonna. Ask oh, my favorite probably. If we're talking American dialects, probably American South, and then. In the world dialects, I love English English, like, you know, from England. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my But there's like favorite. a million and a half English. Well, that's what I'm saying, like the English English, like not right. British English, because if we're talking British, they're, you know, different countries, of course. Right. And, mm -hmm. But I'm talking about English. And of course, if you go to London, they have all sorts of different dialects. You know, there's mm -hmm. the Queenie posh English or, you know, you have your Midlands, you have different, they have yeah. so many, right. but probably just the standard, English. standard. It's, yeah. yeah, but just hearing that, I, I love it. It's actually interesting because um, we will t talk probably more about this, but whenever um, I speak with my daughters, usually it's only in Russian, but if I have to speak English and if we read in English, it has to be like if I do it, then it will be done in in English, English. You know, wow. yeah. It's just because I think it's fun. We've kind of done it since they were uh -huh. little, little, like months old. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Now I like want to hear your English accent. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> kind of embarrassing if somebody's listening. Who's, That's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you said uh, like American Southern, yeah, know, like Texas, Louisiana, like. The Deep South. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I you like that. Yeah. Although I Texas has a different different. Accent. They do, different, yeah. But yeah. I'm talking but like I'm talking deep south, like, like yeah. deep deep south. You know, my husband, he went to Katrina to help out. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, we were engaged at that point. But I remember he would call me and he would say, you know, I'm just this boy from Utah with Swedish heritage, and I can't understand anything they're saying. <laughs> and I loved it, you know. And then he came home and he had like I don't know pages and pages of you know, different things that he picked up, you know, yeah. different. Mm -hmm. And probably my favorite part of any dialect is they have their own words, you know, yeah. the things. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Especially in Louisiana, because yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm from Louisiana, actually. Oh, that's awesome. And so we're, yeah. we're moving. Well, when this releases, we, we will, will be there. We will be, we'll be in Louisiana. There. So yeah. you guys are moving to Louisiana. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So that's great. really interesting, though, that you love that accent, because I feel like the majority of the country would say that Southern accents are more like uneducated and hillbilly no. but I think they're beautiful I, I love, love them, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love them and I find I them it. hilarious you know whenever <laughs> I hear girls from you know the south speak and the whole oh bless your heart you know yeah I love that heart. you know it, I just I just think it's really fun yeah. yeah yeah so why did you choose to learn English okay was it something that you were raised kind of in school just learning English no no okay my, my first English class because I um I had a lot of friends who went to English school, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, the school that starts first grade, you start and you dive into English, but I started, I think it was eighth or ninth grade, actually, wow. so high school, and I loved it so much, you know, it was very different from, from Russian, and very, yeah. um, it was, yeah, it was so interesting to me, I thought, okay, you know, this is different, and it was challenging enough, you know, because the grammar, of course, mm -hmm. Russian grammar is, is difficult, but English grammar had some things that we don't have in Russian, you mm -hmm. know, like the articles and those kind of things, and so I thought, this this was interesting, and so I started going into, into English, studying it, and then, of course, we started having Western influence in um, the movies, the music, and because I was interested in that, I learned a lot, you know, through the music that I listened to and through mm -hmm. the movies that, mm -hmm. that I watched. You know, I, I still to this day sometimes I think, you know, about those lines from the movies that I remember mm -hmm. still. And I think it's because, you know, they were so 
to me because they were teaching me English. I yeah. Used them. There's like when there are moments when you're learning a language where like something just clicks for whatever reason. Oh, absolutely. You, you see it like in a movie mm-hmm. or you, you read it in a book and you're like, oh, like, that's what that means. Yeah. And then like that moment like becomes connected to that word mm-hmm. in your mind. It's mm-hmm. like every time you think of that word, yeah. you think of that, like, that moment or that uh-huh. experience. Exactly. Yeah. You go back kind of to that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And it's, I think it's fun right now to uh, sometimes to go back to those movies or, you know, that music. Um, and think, oh my goodness, I remember watching this movie with subtitles and, you know, writing right. down manically, just trying to make sure that I got every word. And now... And now you understand it. Yeah, like yeah. I have no problem watching yeah. without subtitles, but sometimes I will turn on subtitles just so I can have that experience. <laughs> that kind of nostalgic yeah. in yeah. a way. Yeah. I think about that a lot with... Yeah. I, I love Russian folk music. Mm-hmm. And when I, I, when I first started learning Russian, I just memorized songs. That's awesome. And it was just noises. And like, I didn't understand uh-huh. what I was uh-huh. saying. And now I can. There have been times where I've been singing the song that I had memorized just uh-huh. just by sound. Yeah. And I'm like as I'm singing, I'm like, oh, I understand what this means mm-hmm. now. And so that's it's a a fun thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. This is actually could be one of the tips. You know, you definitely learn language by using you know the things that are interesting to you, whether it be music, literature, mm-hmm. movies, definitely. anything like that. Yeah, and there comes a moment. I remember when I was learning English, and I thought, "There's no way in the world I could read an entire book in English. There's no way. I mean, it's just it's too advanced. It's too much." Mm-hmm. And I remember, and yeah, I think it's because I was trying to start with Shakespeare, but <laughs> we're not gonna oh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, speakers don't yeah, understand. Yeah, I know. But then I thought, okay, if I take a book that's a little bit easier in a way, and I remember the first time I read, I don't even remember what book it was, but, you know, if I can get through one book and I can prove to myself that I can read it through entirely mm-hmm. in English, you know, it was that oh, moment yeah. Bo- that you're talking boost about. Boost your confidence so yeah, much, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. so I think, like, the main reason for me, like, to learn a language, like, I think it's so fascinating that we can communicate with, like, God's other children. Oh, absolutely. So, like, the second you learn another language, or even, like, learning how to say a few words in a different language, mm-hmm. you've, like, opened the door to not only understand people of other cultures, but to, like, understand their their culture, not just the words, but why they do things. Or yeah. And, and I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> so we believe that, you know, the Lord confused people's languages at the Tower of Babel, right? Uh-huh. And so then he... Everyone before that spoke the same language, mm-hmm. and then after that, everyone split the languages. They split the languages up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you learn a new language, what we're kind of doing is like, in some way, like repenting for the sins of our forefathers way, 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 <laughs> uh-huh. way back then. I never thought of that. And so what we're doing is we're saying like, you know, like like the the people were wicked and they were striving to do the wrong thing and so the Lord confused their languages but and it like separated us from each other mm-hmm. but what we're doing when we learn a language is we're if you do it uh, do it correctly and I think God is very much invested in this process I've seen that oh, a definitely. lot um, a ton yeah. as I've been studying my, my third language especially I mean, mm-hmm. with Russian as well mm-hmm. uh, as you like, involve God in it it's a very holy enterprise and mm-hmm. God is very willing to help you out with oh, that absolutely. Mm-hmm. and as you turn yeah. to him because what it is Emily was totally right what it's doing is it's bridging the gap it's like binding the all the branches of humanity back together yes and in that you're able to not just understand but to love them mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah and you really can't you really can't love someone until you like you understand them like you're saying yeah. and there's so much more to that than just 
like like seeing them or like reading books about what they're interested in like you really have to understand like what drives a people mm-hmm. um, and understand and in order to understand that you have to get involved in like their culture and in their music mm-hmm. and in their literature and all of these things and you can't do that unless you have access to, to their language absolutely yeah and then you can understand them a lot deeper too you mm-hmm. know sometimes if you meet a person you know for instance Russians you know at first they seem very closed off and just mm-hmm. you know actually it could be putting off a little bit because <laughs> if, if you try to talk to them and they don't speak English you know they could come off as rude but once you start talking to them you know mm-hmm. um, and you understand where, where they come from and mm-hmm. what they do I think it helps a lot and yeah. I think yeah. too that they're much more um, like willing to cut you all sorts of slack just for trying oh absolutely like they are so kind once they hear you just try they're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh like that means so much yeah. that you try to speak my language and yeah. I think I, think I feel the same way I think they're nicer to girls who are learning the language yeah. <laughs> they that? were not very nice to oh, me <laughs> oh that's probably an exception yeah because I find that in every language you know yeah. they're speakers yeah. of whatever language they just as soon as they find out you're trying to learn the, their language at least that's my yeah. experience you know yeah. and just like they, they yeah, want just to like help native you. English speakers like if someone is coming up to me trying to speak English like I'm just gonna think they're the cutest little thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so endearing yeah it's, yeah that's so, cute that's awesome yeah, yeah I love that too absolutely so okay. any other any um, other benefits of learning a language that we want to talk about okay so we talked about how especially you know if we talk about the gospel um, it brings us certainly brings us closer to other people um, I feel like um, Christ can understand all of us, but once we, you know, think about this and our relationship with Christ, our relationship with our Heavenly Father, um, for them, there are no barriers, you mm-hmm. know, as, as far as the language mm-hmm. comes. And um, I I really love that, that you, you think about this, you know, like this perspective from heaven. There are no barriers, no matter what country you go to, you know, this is all open to them. And so for us... Uh, when we try to learn a different language, I feel like um, spiritually, it's a beneficial spiritually, just mm-hmm. because I'm not saying that we're, you know, maybe in a way we are becoming more spiritual, but, you know, it's a spiritual experience. Yeah. If nothing else, we're becoming more like God, because God, the, like you said, He knows all the languages. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, like, that's just one more way to get, become more like Him is to, to yeah. yeah. And to get to understand people better, you know, um, because especially I think in in our world, you know, it's so fast paced and um, people just go, go, go constantly. They don't stop, you know, unless they really know a person, you know, to, to try to give their time to a person. But I think it helps us to slow down also and to try to first of all, come out of our comfort zone because it's not easy to mm-hmm. go up to a stranger and to all of a sudden start speaking a different language, you know. And yeah. at the same time, it kind of helps us to slow down, to use our language, to get to know other people, you know. Yeah. Um, also, um, I'm thinking, you know, with my girls when growing up, of course, um, they are growing up in two different languages and they are in dual immersion in French so it's a third language for them you know and they could have been speaking Swedish as well but we're just not you know we don't see our Swedish families often so there's you know the time issue there's no way that they could really learn it at this point you know Mm -hmm. maybe so just like with Peter the Great the Russians won 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell but, your mother that. That might make her feel better. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> my grandma would be ecstatic. Uh, but, yeah, um, I think, you know, growing up in that language, first of all, they're learning to different cultures. So mm-hmm. whenever we go there, it's it doesn't feel as foreign to them, you know. Even just the feeling of, you know, I, I belong here because I know this, you know. Mm-hmm. I've seen this in the cartoons. My mom and I talked about this. This is how we, how we do it in our family. So, you know, they're a little bit more exposed, I guess, to that yeah. different culture. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that... Um, you know, once they grow up, if they want to sit in on a language course, you know, they at least won't have to do it with Russian or maybe they, they can, but more advanced Russian, you know, so that can help them as well in the future. And if nothing else, like you're talking about, like helping them be more flexible. I think so. Like like mentally, I think learning another language helps you so much with accepting changes because when you're learning a new language, like your brain doesn't have as, um, the best way... I've had it explained to me with regards to like how lang- mm-hmm. language learning works mm-hmm. in the brain is mm-hmm. uh, your brain can learn any language. Mm-hmm. The problem is like the longer you're in one language and you're used to only one language, uh-huh. it's like uh, you know walking in a grass field. Mm-hmm. Like if you walk in one field over and over again, the same path, it digs a, a trench mm-hmm. and it's harder to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can force yourself to learn new paths, mm-hmm. but it's difficult. But if you're constantly learning new paths, then your mind is a lot more flexible. Absolutely. And so you're taking not yeah. just new languages, but you're, it's easier for you to deal with new cultures and new ideas mm-hmm. and new influences. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen a lot in my life, and I, I hope our kids are also uh, learning Russian. So we're teaching, we're teaching them Russian. So. That's so great that you guys are doing that. Yeah, we we're love doing, it. We're, we love it. And so well, hopefully it works out. We, I mean, Hiram's only three, so we'll see how it works out in the next couple of years. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the time to do it. Like before 13 or 14 is what we call the critical period Mm -hmm. in language learning, you know, then they can really, I mean, expand. And it's kind of like when you think of language learning, it's basically you're learning one language is one cloud forming in your mind, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you learn a different language than the second (laughs) cloud, you know, so you have all these amazing clouds in your in your brain, mm-hmm. if especially when you're doing it, you know, before ling- um, age 13, 14, that it basically is their second native language, you mm-hmm. know. And of course, uh, the level um, is different, you know. Sometimes we have heritage learners who are, they speak Russian, for instance, you know, but they, they learn it in, in a different environment. They're not immersed in necessarily the Russian culture, right. you know. Mm-hmm. They learn it here, but still, you know, for them, that could be the second or third native language. So right. now is the time. Time to do it. You guys are doing a great thing. Yeah, I'm so. so cute trying to learn too. It's adorable to hear mm-hmm. him. Like yeah, try to put words together and yeah, it's cute. he it's, understands way more than uh-huh. yeah. He understands. Like, I only speak to him in Russian. Uh-huh. And that's another thing. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about t- talking or teaching kids languages. Do you want to talk about that right now? Or no, let's just do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that, and then we'll kind of jump in with our experience. So mm-hmm. you have. How many daughters? Sorry, two, you have two, two daughters. daughters and yeah. they, they speak, you've taught them Russian and English, and then they're learning French. They're fluent. So yeah. They're fluent in Russian, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. French, I, I can't say for sure, but they're in the dual immersion program. It's a great program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've seen them speaking French, and especially my oldest daughter, because she's had, you know, more mm-hmm. years of learning. But when they had their um, kind of a, I don't know what, what it was, it's just a little 
French immersion fair, I guess, at a different yeah, yeah. Um, at a different university, and they were speaking with students of French, no problem, you know, just like that's awesome. Yeah, so I think their level is is pretty high, and mm -hmm. it's going to continue to grow, but it's kind of fun, you know, that's that they amazing. they get to yeah they get to do it. They learn it through songs and through little cartoons and speaking, mm -hmm. it, using it every single day because they just do half day in English and then they do half day in uh, in French, which to me it's fascinating because they actually do math and everything that they do in English they have right. to do wow. in French like, as well. I, I'm trying to think of my Russian vocabulary when it comes to math. I don't think I, I can do like, like, I don't know. It's like, I can do like a few things, but mm -hmm. like, if we get to get into like, advanced stuff, I'm, it is pretty I'm advanced. Young. I think, um, and this is where we kind of had to draw a line. Maybe we shouldn't have, but my husband and I decided, you know, when we thought about how we wanted to teach them, because they're different you know, ways and research shows, you know, you could do it differently and each way could be successful depending on how you do it. But the way we decided, we decided to completely separate it right away from, from the get-go. You know, you just, um, dad spoke English, mom spoke Russian, and it's interesting and kind of funny because sometimes when he starts, he actually speaks Russian. So okay. when he starts using it sometimes, they get super defensive, you really? know, almost protective of the language. They say, no, this is mom's language. They really? understand Whoa. what he says but but yeah and I think it's because we did it like we separated it completely into yeah. two different you know one parent speaks this language and the other so but it's interesting wow. yeah they wow, get kind of protective crazy. of no 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 you don't get to speak this language this is mom's language oh. you know but and it's I guess it's better because at first they would just laugh at him you know mm -hmm. and he thought maybe I had you know problems in my pronunciation or anything I said no you sound perfect you know it's just I think you know they would giggle because all of a sudden they start speaking different language, right. you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it helps <clears throat> a lot. And different people do it differently, you know. Yeah. This is what works for our family. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, going back to math, we decided, because he usually helps them with math homework, and I help with French or reading like or whatever Like the humanities else. type stuff? Yeah, and so um, he just does it in English, but... I've tried a couple of times to help them in Russian, and I realized that they don't have the Russian math vocabulary. Right. Yeah. You know, because we don't practice it. You know, yeah. we, we would practice, you know, writing in Russian, reading, of course. We read in Russian all the time. But, um, yeah, we we haven't done any math. So I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but mm -hmm. that's kind of how it yeah. worked out. Okay. And I think when for us a big thing was not necessarily like the efficiency teaching the kids, but in making sure that like our like, the relationship between Emily and me was good because mm -hmm. Emily has a harder time. I have a hard time talking about feelings in another language. Mm -hmm. So anytime that we, and okay, so it makes me feel distant from Andrew or the kids if I talk about my feelings in Russian. Uh -huh. um, but for Andrew, like he loves to speak about anything in Russian. And so mm -hmm. he feels close to me if he can communicate his needs or feelings in Russian to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, it's kind of like a, I don't know. So we just had to adjust had because to adjust. of that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's uh, another tip I think is like when, if you're teaching your kids, and this is going to apply to so few people listening to the podcast, but if you're doing that, you just have to kind of um, adjust based off of your family needs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So like what we do is like, I only speak Russian to the kids. Mm -hmm. and then My goal is to speak 50-50 with them. Uh -huh. yeah. Right and now, I'm at, I speak maybe 25% with yeah. them. But then also kids pick up a lot of, of vocabulary and, and phrases and whatnot 
not from the conversation you have with conversations you have with them, mm-hmm. but the conversations they hear in the house. Uh-huh. So we have two days a week. We 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 have them call our we call them our Russian days, mm-hmm. and so. Th- those two days, we only speak Russian to each other and mm-hmm. in, in front of them. And that's like the days that we only watch Russian movies or we read Russian books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's and pretty like our it. like quote unquote immersion days. That's great. Yeah. yeah. But so f- I have a question. So for people that may not have access to having some sort of immersion program, uh-huh. whether they don't quite feel like they're um, fluent enough to teach their kids uh-huh. another language, maybe what? kind of advice would you have to help their kids learn a language if there's no access to immersion? Immersion programs, yeah. I would say just do it. I know a lot of people who want to do it Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of, they feel like, oh, maybe my language is not good enough, you know. But I think even if you try, you know, even if you do it one day a week or two days a week, that's going to be so beneficial it's going to, be something, to them. Right? Absolutely. And you. It's going to be beneficial to you. Of course, you know, and you're this way you're developing your own language. And I mean, there's so much research that shows that learning a different language for a child is greatly beneficial in their development, you know, mathematically. Everything that they're doing, you know, music mm-hmm. and language really, really helps them to excel. At first, it might be hard, you know, especially when in, you know, at school they're in English and then all of a sudden you're adding this new language. And, you know, I saw that with my daughters at first, especially. It was so hard and I thought maybe we should even drop it because I was so worried about, you know, them being like exposed to two different languages, falling behind, especially in math. But there's this time that maybe they, they're falling behind at first, but then all of a sudden they just excel. They take off. Mm-hmm. And there's so many benefits to children learning a different language, being exposed to a different language. You know, um, I think just do it. Just go for it. You know, yes, you know, it's scary and you're not sure, but I think it just helps them. It opens up their minds. It really kind of exposes exposes them to different culture, you know, languages. Uh, Like when we um, do a reading time, right now we're actually reading through Harry Potter books. And of course this has to be done. (laughs) Oh, that's, I love it. I love it. But like, I feel like, you know, at our house at least, because we've, we've done all the reading in, you know, English, English anyway. Mm -hmm. So Harry Potter has to be done in English, English too, you know? So, uh, That's fine because we're doing Harry Potter in Russian. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. So we do one day in English and we do one day. So one chapter in English, one chapter in oh Russian. really that's kind of how we do that's it cool. yeah that's cool because like the, that's one benefit of reading books that you are so if you have read a book in english if mm-hmm. you read a book in the language you're studying it's a huge help because then your mind automatically makes the connections mm-hmm. even if you don't know the words you're mm-hmm. like oh i know in this scene harry is doing this this yeah and it's like your brain can like fix all it can uh-huh. like fill in all the blanks uh-huh. and, and you don't have to you know, have your phone out and look up every single no. freaking little word yeah um, yeah but like yeah. with, I, that's a really cool idea. I think we might, when the kids get older, I might want to try to do that. Yeah. Like have like both because then they does the same thing for them, so they can see it back uh-huh. and forth. Yeah, I kind of had to wait because you know now our youngest is seven, and I, I for a couple of years now I thought when do we start because I did not want to start too early, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we kind of waited, and but they just kept asking and asking. Mm-hmm. I said okay, we're gonna do it this year, and I think it helps a lot. Just you know for them to hear first of all Russian and then. And they make those connections that you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. between words and they know how things are called in different language, you know, and again, going into dialects for them, just hearing that different, you know, all of a sudden we read the word, you know, Nikobokas and they're like,
like, what is knickerbockers? I'm like, it, they're just basically <laughs> pants. Like yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. 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 knickerbockers, you know? And I'm like, they're just pants because yeah. like in I'm like in Great Britain they they call pants your underwear you know yeah and so these are different different um differences I guess that we as a family can talk about and for them you know it's all of a sudden it's interesting there's this new big world you mm-hmm. know at breakfast they all of a sudden talk about differences in pronunciation between this English word you know or how it's said in Russian and so this kind of opens up so many different you know, not just possibilities and opportunities, but for them, ways of thinking, you know, about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hiram plays this game, and I was just thinking of this, um, but Hiram plays this game in the car where he just kind of asks, like, Mom, how do you say this in Russian? How do you say I this in that. Russian? Uh-huh. And so he'll just, like, drill me. And one time we were at home, and he was doing this, and I he asked me, I don't remember what it was, but he said, like, how do you say this in Russian? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, Hey Siri! Oh! <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't serious. Alexa. He goes, Alexa! Alexa. Oh, I love How do you say this? Yeah, I was like, what? Like, yeah, was he, he, he and I yeah. do that a lot, and he was asking me. But I, I just thought something. it was funny that he would think to ask Alexa how to say it in Russian. But yeah. He's, he, sometimes he'll ask like really out there words, and I'm like, it's like words like from a book or yeah, so, like yeah. a book that we're reading or yeah. something like a very certain type of toy or something like that. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love um, it. Okay, so for adults learning a language, mm-hmm. if you're starting to learn a language right now, um, what advice do you have for like the best way to start? Mm-hmm. Because if we it's haven't so daunting, grown yeah. up, yeah, it's very daunting. It we haven't, let's say, like grown up in it, or maybe even taken any college classes. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just have a desire, how do you start? I think just being brave and not being afraid of. Um, basically just laughing at yourself Mm -hmm. because it it really takes guts to be able to learn a different language you know Um, I try to take um, a different language class every semester or just sit in on a class or at least work with the tutor and some of the languages I mean there are so many embarrassing moments but you just have to prepare yourself and Mm -hmm. not be afraid you know just kind of uh, understand that it's not only time that it will take and you know realize also that you know if we talk about kids it's going to be very different you mm-hmm. know because they're not really afraid of making mistakes and there's and so their many brains differences are so ready yeah. To, absolutely to yeah to on. just take it all in they're yeah. soaking it all yeah. in you know for us i think as adults it's it's a little bit harder but i'm not i don't think it's that much harder you know so many times i hear people say oh i'm too old for learning mm-hmm. a language i don't believe it i think you know it's just with you know with any skill be prepared to put in the time but at the same time don't be afraid of really just immersing yourself yeah. in it if yeah. you want to actually learn something you know i think language learning is a great way to stay humble oh absolutely because it's like uh-huh. it, um like you really like you were saying you have to put yourself out there and you have to immerse yourself as much as possible mm-hmm. and that means like just taking opportunities to try and speak because the the only way you learn how to you think about any skill that you you guys are that you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you that are you listening I don't <laughs> you that are listening think about any skill you've developed um, the perf- not the perfection but your proficiency in that skill comes not from doing everything right from the Absolutely. from the get go it comes from making mistakes and incrementally. Uh, correcting those mistakes over time. Mm-hmm. And when you make a mistake, like, and you know it, 
you're probably never going to make that one again. So at oh, least you yeah. can check it off and uh-huh. be like, okay. Hey. Yeah. There's actually, there's a lot of studies on that shows like, um, you actually do better on, you do better or remembering information from tests if you get the answers wrong uh-huh. than if you get the answers right. Yeah. Because it's like that negative, like, oh, I did that wrong. Mm-hmm. Gotta and fix it. Then you gotta fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit of like your embarrassment kind of like motivating you mm-hmm. to remember, but you, it is, you will get it. And so you have to look at mistakes as a positive thing. Even Absolutely. if, even if they're embarrassing, because there, there are <laughs> gonna be embarrassing. Like, even if you think, okay, this is a good thing, it still sucks in the moment. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, of course, yeah. And I think, especially with language learning as adults, you know, I usually start every class the first class of any semester, whether it's literature class or um, language class, we love mistakes. This is what I say to my students. We love mistakes because we need them. Mm -hmm. We cannot be in whatever class this is and think that we're going to learn anything if we're afraid of making mistakes because this is exactly how we learn a different different Mm -hmm. language, you know, by making mistakes. And yes, if people laugh at us, well, they will laugh at us, you know, Mm -hmm. but we need to be able to, um, you know, just learn, I mean, laugh at ourselves and, uh, learn through mistakes yeah. yeah yeah i remember one time in the beginning of the semester you like went up to the board and you're like here's all the mistakes you make about commas uh-huh. and you like wrote down everything we do that's like wrong regarding mm-hmm. commas mm-hmm. and i thought that was super helpful because i was like oh like i am totally doing this yeah because uh-huh. it's, it's but it's, to have yeah to have someone like point that out it's like kind of like ooh cringy but at the same yeah. time you're like thank you uh-huh. yeah and yeah. kind of what we were talking about earlier about how there are times where we learn words or phrases or grammar principles from reading books or watching movies and like that becomes like that memory is attached to that word Mm -hmm. or that principle Mm -hmm. um i have lots of words or principles that are attached to an embarrassing moment when i made a mistake Uh like there's one um russian grammar principle for use for the those of you who are listening uh governing uh, verbs of motion uh-huh. which can be complex in Russian like the mm-hmm. verbs of motion Super. system is, is complex mm-hmm. uh, and I mixed up um, priti and priyechet so like to, uh, yeah, to, come, to by come by foot, foot and to come, come by transport uh-huh. yeah and I, I said like Christ priyechel it's like Christ <laughs> oh, came hey, to the earth like, why not yeah. he <laughs> was, was like, driving like, around Christ is like got in his car and drove and, and everyone it. just laughed and I was just I was completely embarrassed. Uh, Emily was actually there for that I think. I don't remember. Uh-huh. That, we were in so. we were in Smolensk okay. so you were there for that. Uh-huh. But um, ever since that moment I never made I never mixed that up. Yeah. Cuz yeah. you remember that, right? Yeah. I still remember I was um, at this activity with a bunch of other young women. I was still a teenager, you know, and um, it was led by this American uh, woman who was, you know, older than us. And she, um, we were we were doing something. I think we were doing toys from balloons, like little balloons. Oh, okay. And um, she asked us what it was, you know. She showed us the object, and I and I said, oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And I said, it's a sword. A sword. <laughs> and she looked at me, she said, yes, almost. <laughs> Close, but not really. And I remember it was so embarrassing because I was so sure I knew what it was, you know. But and then she said, "It's a sword," you know. And now freaking W there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But for the rest of my life, I will remember that instance, you know, when Mm -hmm. it happened, how it happened, and I will 
always remember that it's actually a sword, you know. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least she was nice about it. No, oh yeah, yeah. she was very, very nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah, she That's was good. very nice. Yeah. I've had I've had some that people have been very nice about and then I've had some language mishaps yeah. where they've not been very oh. nice about. So either way it is a very good way to, to kind of drill it in. So yeah. you have to remember yeah. It, you have to be willing to be embarrassed you and that's how you're going to learn. You have to be. And also, I mean, uh, talk to people. If you have a way of using, um, you know, native speakers of whatever language that you're learning, I think there's so many programs right now. I know a lot of our students use Skype and they, like they share, they would teach somebody English and, you know, or would speak English to somebody and then that person would speak Russian to them. Mm-hmm. Like, like they do train. half and half. Yeah. yeah. And I love that, you know, and also, kind uh, <clears throat> Kind of talk to them about this and you know before you start if you are willing for them to you know correct you if you don't have a problem with that just talk to them about this at first mm-hmm. you know because I think it really helps you know like Emily said sometimes when a native speaker just tells you look this is wrong and this <laughs> is wrong you can take it both ways it could be offensive you know mm-hmm. it could be kind of yes embarrassing but more than that you know you just really don't feel comfortable yeah. when people do it but sometimes you know if you're willing for them to to make corrections or to give you corrections. That's how it is in dance, music, whatever else that you're learning, you know, mm-hmm. because once you hear that correction and you start applying it in your life, I think it will help you yeah. tremendously. I also, I also think it, it helps um, to kind of help um, native speakers that you're speaking with understand what kind of help you're looking for because mm-hmm. you ask them, hey, can you just correct me when I'm speaking? Uh-huh. Sometimes that can be a little overwhelming because you of make course. a whole lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, overwhelming for them and for you. Uh-huh. Um, so if you say, hey, can you help me with verbs? Like just help me with, with my verbs or help mm-hmm. me with my conjugation mm-hmm. or my declension or mm-hmm. whatever you're... That way you can focus on one of the things. One of yeah, because it can be yeah. overwhelming if you like, think about every little thing yeah. you're doing wrong. You said all of those words wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm going to work on that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And maybe you could separate it into, can you help me and correct my grammar or help mm-hmm. me and tell me how can I, you know, say this better? Or yeah. maybe you can help me with words because, for instance, I use this word, but maybe that word actually is not the best to use here. Yeah. So Or with accent or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So which word could I use here, you know? So yeah. those little things, I think they, they make you know, all the difference and just having fun with it. You know, I mean, yeah. learn language learning. Yes, it's embarrassing, but it's also so fun and rewarding. You know, once you start using it, it opens up, you know, this huge window of so many things that enriches your life. I think it just really, you know, helps us to become better people you know if it's a positive experience at least well Mm -hmm. even if it's a negative experience but if it's a negative experience you're not going to continue with it usually yeah and you're you're only yeah your progression is going to be a lot slower Mm -hmm. absolutely where if you find some way to learn what you love it's Mm -hmm. like when um like I, i i'll take breaks from learning useful words sometimes and i'll just like learn words that have nothing to do with anything uh-huh, I'm doing, uh-huh. but they're just fun words. But they're fun for you, yeah, so I'm why like, not? Like, yeah. I'm, like, one one day I remember when I was learning Russian, I'm like, I'm just going to learn all of, like, a bunch of words about Greek mythology. Yeah. And so I know, like, oh, that's great. centaur <laughs> and druid, like, all these words that oh, I, I never it. will use yeah. um, unless I'm reading a book, but... 
They're it, just it helps. fun. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah you enjoy it. You know, and uh, sometimes I feel like in our family, um, in, over the summer, I was working on Norwegian, and so I was listening to a lot of Norwegian music. And there was this one song that my girls just loved. Mm-hmm. So we started listening to it, to it every time we were in the car. And, like, by the end of the month, they were singing it. They knew the words better than I did, you know? But because it just, it created this kind of a family event almost out of it, you know? It, it really bonded us. We, through language learning, I think it bonds you as a family. Yeah. It really helps you kind of, you know, almost like you create this, I don't want to say a bubble, but you create kind of like this... Um, space this place where you can use whatever you want to use and your family understands why you're doing this and Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like this little inside joke or inside whatever that (laughs) you're creating it's almost like a a more uh solidified family culture Mm -hmm. that's like this is us like and Mm -hmm. i feel that i mean think about Mm -hmm. that with our kids yeah And it's not to separate, you know, us from anybody. It's to bond each other. Definitely. Just helping, you know, uh, within the family, I think. I'm hoping at least. Yeah. I mean, people are going to... People are going to interpret however they will. Absolutely. And so there are some people yeah. who are going to be offended, mm-hmm. and there are some people who are, who are going to think it's awesome. Uh-huh. And so in the end, you just got to do you. Yeah, <laughs> and what your family needs, you know, and that's what we talk about constantly with the girls, you know, when they say, like, we're at the store and we run into somebody who doesn't speak Russian. And so I always have to read like that person whether they're going to be more receptive to if I continue speaking Russian with the girls or if they're they're going to be and sometimes I feel like oh if they want to be offended they're going to be offended you yeah. know what what do you do but at the same time I feel like um in some instances you know I will have to just use English with them and I don't like to have those moments just because you know this is my my thing. little thing with, yeah. with my girls you know but it happens you know and if it happens yeah. if I'm just willing to let go and not worry about it you know yeah so that's that's what matters yeah awesome okay Andrew what's your biggest takeaway oh man um just one <laughs> only one yeah one takeaway um, I, I think the most important thing to learn about uh, or to take away from this episode regarding language learning is that... Oh, man, can I do two? Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. The, the most important thing to take away is uh, embarrassment and making mistakes is so vital and critical to language learning. Uh, and anybody who has learned another language totally understands if you're making mistakes mm-hmm. there's like no judgment at least in my experience especially especially people who speak a second language like they totally get it mm-hmm. um and as you if you can develop a capacity to learn to just get over it or kind of laugh with it roll with the punches it's going to be the way you learn because we really learn through mistakes we don't learn through making correct choices mm-hmm. we learn through making the wrong choice um and my other thing that I really liked, which is kind of a spiritual takeaway, is this idea that learning a language is uh, fixing the mistake of our ancestors at the Tower of Babel. That's and, really cool. Uh-huh. I like that you said that because I've never thought about it. I haven't it thought about it either. So mm-hmm. I, I, really I think cool. it's a cool th- idea that uh, bec- because of the wickedness of our ancestors, they were separated from each other. Mm-hmm. But learning a language bridges that gap just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brings yeah, us like closer that. together. I like that. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so my biggest takeaway, if we're going to do two, quickly, one of them is just be brave. If you've been wanting to learn a language, just do it. Um, it's totally scary, and it's intimidating and embarrassing, but just do it. 
Mm -hmm. um, just be brave. And then the second one is like more of a personal one for me is to be more actively engaged in Hiram's learning and Ruth's learning. She doesn't talk yet, but um, right now I feel like my teaching Hiram Russian is very passive. Um, so I'd like to be more active, more active in helping him to learn. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank That's you again great. so much yeah. for, thank, for being thank with you. us. Thank <laughs> you. It was been really awesome. fun. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Well, now we need to let Emily and Alexander go because they yeah. have an exam. <laughs> we have a final. We have a final. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. if you've if you're enjoying what you have heard here at Outpost the Heaven podcast, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all those good things. Let your friends know about us. Share us on Instagram. That's where we do most of our engagement, so feel free to reach out to us on that platform. Yeah. And if you have any other language learning questions, you can reach out to us or you can reach out to Alexandra Sergeyeva. Possibly. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Um, we will put her email in the show notes. So. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Keep, keep the faith. <laughs>